Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pick cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Double Pipcast, where almost every week we catch you up on the goings-on within the Transformers trading card game universe. As always, I'm your host, Cam. We also got with us Brandon. All too easy in the building. And Sean. Newts to the newts. And we were just talking about, prior to uh, hitting the old record button, a little bit about uh, maximizing your your odds and having more than 40 cards in your deck is it good to have 40 which is the minimum or do you want to go up uh, over that we also uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, conventions um, some of the things that that uh, are impacted revisiting a, a topic from a couple weeks back uh, as we are still in the middle of uh, this basically global lockdown for the most part um, so what are your, what are your all thoughts on on the the forty card bit? Is it is it worth having just the forty cards, or are there certain types of decks like the aggro decks or the turtle decks that benefit from having more or less cards in their deck? So my take on this, uh, and we were just having this conversation, just went on this diatribe before, is that. You know, situ- uh, I don't know. I don't know with the way that this game is structured, whether or not having uh, 40 cards as a as your standard is beneficial all the time, right? Uh, because of the way we cycle through cards. Now, um, there's the argument that, and a good argument, right? That no matter what, having the minimum means statistically you will. Uh, be able to see the cards that you want when you want to see them more often, right? And and you know, historically that's been true. Playing Magic, playing Yu-Gi-Oh, playing First, playing you know Legend of Five Rings, playing any other card game. Yes, I I 100% agree to that. Um, but in this card game, you know, I'm finding maybe with some of the decks that I've played um, that it almost doesn't matter like it, it may be better off to just have more you know more of that in your deck or more especially in a um, in a situation where you want a certain thing to trigger off of the colors for my situation metroplex i want th- to have that color combination and since there are only two to three I think orange blue pip cards that don't have a star cost we just got another one out of wave five thank you wave five Titan Masters um, then I'm thinking I, want, I of course want to run all of that right each and every one of those but you know does that uh, you know should I be more concerned with you know would I be better off I guess with having a 50 card deck with the ratio being exactly the same where I need it to be or should I be down to a 40 card deck and you know stay at that you know is that the way to go I you know I I kind of agree with that you know as we were talking about you know it, it all it all depends on the deck as well it depends on you know things like drawing power um you know I can see where you know, where we look back and we want to go through mathematics and statistics, say if you want, a, you know, a card in your hand, a specific card in your hand, then go the absolute minimum 
deck size with the maximum amount of number of cards, but this game kind of throws that old equation out because of the ability to, you know, flip, you know, just how the game is just flipping through. I guess, I guess you have to look at this game mathematically speaking two different ways. And, and it depends on how you're structuring your deck. If your deck is to be lean and mean and go as, you know, hard and fast as possible, then you probably, you know, are going to want the minimum amount because you're tuning your deck to be, you know, pips and cards. You know, if you need a specific card in your hand, then, you know, you need to go with, you know, the minimum amount. If you're trying to get flips like Metroplex, then the number of cards in your deck is going to help because you're trying to maximize the number of cards you flip, trying to get those, you know, rare pip combos that you need for his combo to go off. So, you know, you know, depending on this, you know, the, mathematically the equations go to, it just depends on what you're wanting to accomplish. You know, I don't think you can say in, in, you know, in this game, you can't compare, you know, other games to this game just for that fact. You know, there's very few games that even have any kind of mechanic like this through the 25 years I've been playing card games. Yeah. And, and, so, you know, I, I, I could go back and someone could say, you know, when I'm playing magic tournaments, you know, mathematically, if you want your Juzom Jin, you better have 60 and four. Okay. That's what I'm going to do and have cards in there to help me draw that Juzom Jin as fast as possible. You know, but in this game, you know, I've had 40 card decks, dino bots where I'm like, if I can draw one, if I can just get one steel jaw in my, you know, hand, I win. And, you know, every time I'm flipping, flip, flip, oh, it flipped. Oh, it flipped. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I mean. The, you, the, this is a game. Go ahead. You, you can't, you can't, you can't depend on one card to get into your hand. Mm-mm. You know, unless it's a green card. A green, and green pips throw that equation out because, well, if the one card I need is a green pip, then it doesn't <laughs> matter. I just need to flip cards and get that card in my hand. You know, that's how pressy advantage was. Like, well, once I get that pressed, first pressy advantage in my hand, I'm going to start on along. Yeah, and and that's for for those listening. I mean, there there is no search card in this game yet. There's nothing that says search your deck for any action or upgrade. Or there are uh, retrieval from the discard pile from the scrap pile. Uh, with characters, and uh, there there might be an action or an upgrade that, that allows you to grab uh, from the scrap pile. But you can't search your deck, so you have to rely on card draw, playing a pep talk. That uh, allow you. Oh, sorry. Uh, playing There's ones a pep that allow talk, you to play something, or or getting a green. So I like to uh, I like to bring in the voice of dissent. Yeah. Team All Too Easy member William, William, you there? Yeah. What do you think? I. <laughs> and why? It, I guess the premise seems faulty that you're using, particularly you had mentioned before, because you flip cards and you're not likely to see it. Well, that'd be true even if you didn't flip cards. Like 
flipping cards doesn't change the odds. It's the same. It's no different than milling, like, and in Magic. If I have a 40-card deck and I wanted a specific card, if I didn't flip any, my odds are bad. But if I flip cards, you know, you can't think of it that way. Like, I'll never see it because I might flip through it. It's the same. It doesn't change that. It's the same, like, random card, right? Like, it's just as likely to be flipped as it wasn't to be flipped, right? Like, can't... It, it's okay. just better to be 40, and there's pretty much no statistical reason why you should be above 40. So I'll ask okay. you this. Is that based on the assumption that you want a card in your hand, right? That, Even I mean, without I just, that. If you want a particular pip, you're be, you're better off. If you want the double orange, right. it's still better to be smaller. Increases your odds that more likely to get a double orange or whatever color you want. It's right. still more likely to do that with a smaller deck than bigger. There's just there's no way around it. That's what math does. It's just math. Well, I, I think you know the the flipping is what you know also throw just the amount that you flip. I mean, you can go back to a Magic milling deck, and you know how many, you know, at, at most are you flipping? You know, two, four, six a turn. You know, there's been some matches where I've had freaking bold eleven cards. So, you know, now granted, that's probably more in, you know, more of the late game and everything. But, you know, it, it just, I don't, I don't know. So one of the other things I think about during this whole thing is since this game, when you're flipping the cards and like you said, you want to have the most chance of getting, you know, a certain combination that your your best chance obviously is going to be for an you know unrestricted deck right like a deck that has uh no you know it's first turn your first turn deck right you're going to have the most all your most amount of cards in your deck and then you're going to be able to you know do that now does it impact the you know does it impact this uh the statistics on your goals if you have you know let's say you're on your second or third, you know, attack or defense or whatever it is, right? I have the feeling that, you know, having, you know, and that that might be no. untrue too. Having more no. cards gives you more outs later in the game, right? Because I... And you shuffle or you're down to your last amount of cards and let's say five attacks, right? Whatever that's going to be. But we'll just say five in this instance. Would it be better for, because that, that fifth attack, you, the odds on you triggering your ability or going, getting whatever it is you need to get is awful, right? It's going to be the, the same lowest, regardless. You're, no, you're, you're lowest, thinking lowest, it wrongly <laughs> there. That is the wrong way to look at that. So if you have half of your, your deck cards, was 100 cards. Right. Or 40, when you get down to your last amount of cards. I think Discord, like, knows when people are about to make good points and it just shuts them no. down. And it's still statistically the same, correct? You didn't, how did you increase your odds by going to 100 when you were at, you know, from 40, let's say? There's no, how did you increase because, it? Because at that point, what you have is, you have a a certain uh, a certain number of cards in your deck, right? So if you're attacking and you've only got, let's say, 
10 or 15 cards, 10 cards left in your deck, right? Out of your original 40. So you're down to 25% of whatever it is. But you shuffle, you correct? After if I didn't have. Why? So that's why I'm saying it's difficult to think about that. Because once no. you're down to that last uh, quarter of your deck, or, you know, for me or for, for in that purpose, and trying to get this certain amount of. Uh, color colors. schemes right that's where you want to you know i want to you're, you're basically asking i might not have any greens left or whatever color on um, the scenario right. right in your last 10 so you can't get the combo but that would be the same in a hundred card deck when right you get but down you have, to the last it is the same that's true but if you have a larger deck you will reach that that situation less often that's but the point is, since you do shuffle at the end, it doesn't actually change. Only if you specifically got down to some, like the, the odds are still the same. In a hundred card deck, I would not go through the same. But do you understand? Like it doesn't change the math. If I you have the same ratio at forty as you do at a hundred, nothing changes. But your ratio isn't necessarily the same, right? You're like your your ratio is going to change as you flip through your cards. If your deck is thirty percent orange, thirty percent blue, thirty percent whatever these color, if if they're all thirty percent of whatever or whatever the color, if that ma- number that percentage is the same, but your ratio changes, right? Ratio as you, I, as what you're you saying, is, cards. yeah, as the cards come into play, if if you the way you shuffled your deck, if if and this is we're like five layers deep into this, but if you just flip through thirty percent of your blues, there is now less chance in the remainder of your deck. Is is what you're saying, Brandon? So right, I, yes. So but that's just pure randomness, and you could do the same in a hundred card deck per se. Right. Like that's just at that point you're betting on randomness, right. not necessarily not because at a hundred card decks, right? If you let's say you have a hundred card decks and you said, okay, a third of my deck is blue, a third of it's white, a third of it is orange, and the other card mm-hmm. is a blue or white, yeah. sure, right, whatever, colors. So if you go through, you know, fifteen blue cards, right, out of that first, you know, time, and you go through, you know, however many others, you still, you know, you still have fifteen, you know. 18, I'm sorry. You're right. You still but have you now also have a worse left. ratio because now you have 30 more whites, 30 more greens, and now you're still less likely. The odds are still the same because you have no, no, way more no, whites no. now. Hold on, hold on. But that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, we're, we're talking about you're saying that the ratio is still the same. I'm saying yes. I've just affected that ratio. That ratio has now changed because part of my cards have left the ratio, the the confined space that we're using to calculate the ratio, uh, like 15 of my blue cards have left. So now the next time I attack, you know, I know that I'm not going to shuffle immediately and I've got 15 less blue cards, right? Right. So that's that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think right? it has and to do And how with, does that yeah. affect? What you're trying to achieve. So the odds you, are the same. Yeah, so so the odds, if, if you extrapolate it out over many games, it would probably equal the same same thing but depending on the shuffle depending on the bold the tough that you have and what you're trying to achieve if you're like hey i'm running i'm trying to get everybody turned on with tough like tough three tough two and whatever like you know then based on how your turns are going so it's not as much this is more talking about like strategy in, in watching your cards and being aware now more than it is about card count. Like if you know what, you know what that exactly that reminds me of, and I could be right or wrong, but this reminds me of counting cards in blackjack, especially mm-hmm. like multi shoot blackjack, right? 
because that seems like it's the same thing, right? They add more decks into the, they add more decks into the shoot. And then, you know, people who are smart and count car, well, maybe not smart, but have attention to detail or whatever it is you want to call those people who can, you know, calculate that and then decide, okay, at this time, I have a higher chance of becoming victorious because of I have assessed that these cards are gone from the shoot, right? Yeah, well, that's just like paying attention. Like if you, if all your orange cards are gone and you're like counting as you're flipping them and then you play Power Punch or something that's going to get scrapped but it gives you bold right? and you know, okay, well, the next 10 are going to be all my blues and whites because I haven't seen them and you throw a Power Punch down, I'm, why would you do that? Like that, that right. that's a totally different thing. It's like you're you're making, because you weren't paying attention, the probability of getting orange is zero because they're all in your scrap. So playing a power punch is now null. So I think we're we're mixing in things like we're mixing in paying attention to where your cards are at and what the probability is that you'll see something turn up on a certain play as opposed to the probability over a span of games. Because you have to, with something like this, you have to do a span of games because... To Will's point, you may get that bold four, and more of your you'll you may have a spike in damage done that game. In the next game, you might only ever flip flip blues and whites on attack, so your damage is going to go down. But over time, at that forty card minimum, whatever you're trying to achieve in your deck, whether it's card draw you'll have a spike in cards in your hand because whatever reason. If it's damage mitigated, if you're trying to get tough and you have a lot of blues, then you'll see that over time is higher at the 40-card minimum. So that that's my point trying to get across is, yes, the ratio, the probability as the, the game goes on and all some things held equal and, and, and controlled... Yes, when I just did bold 20 and I only have 18 cards left in my deck, depending on what was just pulled out, now that informs your next turn. Your probability is different, so the outcome can only be a couple of different things minus what has happened prior to. So if you only had 20 orange and you flipped them all, your next attack is going to be weaker. But it'll all average out at some point. That's why. That's why I think the whole flipping kind of turns that that you know whole kind of old equation of that kind of you know flips it on the head. You know, I'm thinking, you know, Brandon, you're talking. You know, it's kind of like counting cards at the blackjack deck, and you know they they put multiple decks in the shoot, but there there's in my take. Flipping in this card game is like if they were to pre-shuffle all those decks together before putting them in the chute. That's something that they don't do. They just put, you know, a shuffle deck, shuffle deck, shuffle deck, shuffle deck. So, you know, if, if they were to do, you know, if they were to pre-shuffle all those cards together, then put them in the chute. I think that's then, what they typically do. Like that most is what they do. Yeah. I didn't think things, that's though. how they... Um, Oh no, you're good. But yeah, that, okay. that's what they do. They get that lost a lot of money on that. No shoots, 
a lot of money. Yeah, makes me sad. Yeah, I, I think uh, having that that forty card, I just stay with the forty card. I don't put a ton of thought into it. Um, people who have spent more time thinking about it have said, you know, that's statistically the best. And the less things that I have to think about when I'm uh, creating a deck, the better. <laughs> because, you know, it's one of those things. It's just like creating a character in a video game where it's like, you can change your eyebrow length, your nose size. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, just let me start, like, slashing and hacking. Like, I'm going to be seeing this dude from behind anyway. He's going to have, like, a hood <laughs> or a helmet on and a ton of armor by the time I get get into the game. It doesn't matter. So it's the same well, thing. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I take the hot chick and I don't clothe her. <laughs> oh, I play Skyrim. That, that's the way people throw money at you. It's like it's zero like defense. In, uh, what is that? Ogremar or that? No, Iron Forge. Right. You just stand yeah. up there and uh, you know dance, and then people just throw money yep. at you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I. So I make my septums. Uh, yeah. Oh. So I mean, it, it sounds. It sounds like the double pip cast consensus kids is uh, play forty cards. Right. I, I I usually say, look, just just play. If if you need forty two, then do forty two. If you need forty one, if there's just that one card, you know. And sometimes there is that one card that, you know, maybe, you know, does, does this deck work with three leap of faiths and one vandalize, or should I take, you know, you know, take something else out? I don't know. Right. Usually, usually playing. If you're going, if you're going tournament, get that down to forty. If you're playing casual, you know, it don't matter. The math don't matter. And if you're, you know, if your deck is made to that has a lot of draw power, you know, in the end, an extra, you know, a few cards, two, three, four cards, and and at least in my opinion, Matarshan. So I'll say. Uh, you know, it, that that don't really matter too. It's my opinion. Raj. That I want to see. And I'm like, man, does it even matter? I would like to see some more of these, you know, these these specific colors or this specific combination of something. So that's what got me to uh to thinking thinking about this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, dev- I definitely understand that. I've thought about that a few times, too, because I've had games where it's like I, I have three in my deck. How come I didn't get one of them? And... You know, but I flipped it in battle because all my guys have bold four, and I'm flipping seven, eight cards a turn. All top deck all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of events and tournaments and things, you know, how uh how's this affected you guys have seen? I mean, I assume that all your game stores are closed just like mine. They're doing oh. just curb pickups. Uh they ain't even doing that here in Michigan. They can only do uh, they they're all closed down. I mean, the but Origins was delayed till October. I you know, I, I don't know. You know, when it comes to like cons and stuff, I I I would probably consider a lot of the cons are going to be canceled this year, because these things have to be booked, you know, a few months in advance, and there is just no set number anyone has on that right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, there there were a few stores that uh, it, it must have been right before there was another announcement made, but um, like RIW in in Livonia and um, a couple others were were doing like door delivery where people had paid for stuff like their uh, Ecoria set and all that and. And those people, they had already paid for it. So these were business owners that were just dropping it off. But yeah, um, everything for the most part in terms of purchasing has all been online. Um, pick up at door. Uh, if, if there was still a place doing it and now there's a kind of a moderately sized webcam, uh, group on Facebook where people are getting together and jumping on one of the teleconferencing services to, to play, but yeah, I, like I'm, I'm concerned about the impact on you know the game, right? Because it's pushing back that you know release date. Obviously, I think Wizards, Watsi, whatever will um, you know take this into consideration. But I know I'm picking up my box uh, from my local game store when it drops. But man, that's got to have an impact. Right, especially in a game as young as this, where we're trying to, you know, get this player base solid. You know, well, you know, as we were talking about too, uh, you know, previously, you know, there, there's a lot of game stores that probably aren't going to be reopening. You know, there's already some in our area that's put out GoFundMe's, and you know, you look, you know, you think, oh, well, they're a strong business; they'll probably survive. And you know, two weeks into lockdown, they're already in the GoFundMe mode, and you know, so it, it this is you know this whole situation is just going to keep having an impact on the industry in general, and you know release events. I, I you know I don't even think with Magic, I, I want to say gamers are probably going to be some of the more bolder people to start gathering when the lockdowns and quarantines and self-isolation stop. You know, I, I don't know if that's just me. Yeah. A lot of them are cooped up. They've been wanting to play Magic for two months. And, you know, let's go get this new set. Let's go play, you know. Yeah. But I, I don't know if there'll be any reluctance into that. Will any of will the gamers be like, oh, well, I don't know. We just got out of this. Maybe I'll stick with the social distancing a couple more months or so or you know uh, uh, yeah, I and think. and again with with cons with the big cons or you know there's rumble that san diego comic con might be fully can't cancel this year so you know if the big cons are canceled no big release events no big buzz events you know it, it's just gonna hurt tabletop games in general, but you know, probably Transformers a lot. You know, there there's already a small player base, and it's already hard enough to get you know sometimes eight, ten people to show up for you know a release tournament. Yeah, and yeah. now it's just going to hurt it even more. Yeah, I, and I I don't have any stats on it, but I, I feel like we're still in the Facebook group, which is the most common common meeting spot for everybody to come play, even though it's not the most uh, relevant social platform anymore but there's there's still people jumping on and saying hey just pick the game up especially with people having more time at home because they're either working from home and they don't have the commute or unfortunately they're out of work they're furloughed they they're picking up 
the you know the starter set um, for one reason or another. They're either seeing an article on IGN where they're announcing cards or, I don't know, targeted ad, something. Something is having them grab it. They pick it up. They jump on. They say, hey, I just picked this up. We're playing. Me and my, my daughter, me and my son, me and my wife, um, or me and my husband, and then, you know, we welcome them in, and they either jump into the webcam game. So I think there's still some activity, but it's it's going to be up to the, obviously, the people in marketing, the people, the, the product owners, the business owners, to decide, you know, as we see a light at the end of the tunnel, what does our, like, bounce-back strategy look like? And unfortunately, the, the local gaming stores are at the whim of everything is beyond their control. So the only thing they could really do right now is start listing their in-store inventory on eBay or some sort of marketplace and and ship from their house or from their business to uh, to somebody's store. That's the only way they could they could have income at this point. Um, so they have to wait for the government to allow them to return back to business, allow people back shopping, getting out on in the uh, you know stimulating the economy but then also so wizards right now they're I mean they're working they're they're having these these meetings every day it's like hey you know worst case let, let's say it's 90 days or 120 days how how do we start getting our our Titan masters attack launch uh, events happening in stores so that's all stuff everybody's having these strategic meetings about what does business look like if this is the new norm. And then knowing that once business starts back up, it's not going to be the same retail landscape as it was a year ago, let alone 30 days before all this went down. Uh, people are going to be just getting back into work or maybe they still, they'll be out of work or they're, they're paying back. Uh, all, all types of situations will impact what ends up happening the first day we get to like go out and return to uh, what we used to know. So it's, uh, yeah, how will Transformers be affected by that? I, I think it, I think it'll, it might've lost five and picked up five. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be something. It may like not, that. may have lost five and maybe moved five because you know, while I'm thinking, you know, it's let's say, you know, a lot of retailers, some of these small business game shops, comic book shops don't reopen at the end of this. You know, they just don't have the money to, you know, they go bankrupt because of it. They're not able to reopen. You know, it it, it might hurt and help some of those local areas. So, you know, let's say. You know, uh, you know, the main place here closed down, never reopens. You know, some people will probably be lost from that, but you know, then that player base. Oh, oh, well, thirty minutes away. You know, they're still open, so now everyone's going to that place, and now, you know, yeah, some some player base is being consolidated in some pockets. Some people are like, well, I can't get out there and play, so you know, they drop off. So. You know, it it really all depends on how the the market looks afterwards. You know, how many how many of these you know small business game shops are actually able to reopen their doors? Market where 
you know, everything around them is shut down. I mean, Diamond is completely shut down, laying off folks. So, you know, it's a mess. Making me so sad. <laughs> you know, it's sad. You know, it, it is sad, but it's, it, you know, the the whole industry has been teetering for a few years now. So, you know, I, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is bad. I mean, it, it it's bad for a lot of people, a lot of small business owners. For the industry, it could be good. Because it'll, you know, kind of like how America's starting to learn that with everything being sourced to China isn't that good. I think, you know, the the industry is going to look and say, well, we don't maybe need just one distributor for everything. And, you know, maybe, you know, things can change here and here and then we can, you know, get the industry up and running again. So, you know, yeah, it, it the, 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 Marketplace is not going to be the same when all this, even when it starts reopening, even a few years from now, it, it, this whole event is going to change that in this, this whole industry, yeah. gaming and comics, heck, even entertainment as we know it is AMC theaters might go bankrupt. So, right. I mean, movies <laughs> are movies that were slated to come out, um, might just drop on streaming platforms and. Hope they're hoping probably that they can uh, get their revenue there. Uh, I mean, they did it with that uh, DreamWorks movie or Pixar movie. What movie? Uh, Beyond, like the fantasy, like the two brothers. The onward. Films. Yeah, onward. No, they yeah they did it with like Bloodshot and Sonic the Hedgehog is out. Any of the theaters and the theaters so makes me so upset I, they, I went to the movie theaters to see all those movies i'm pretty sure i saw that onward took my kids saw that uh sonic movie which was pretty good mm-hmm. gamers i hope you guys go out there and watch that and then um i didn't see bloodshot because i love me some vin diesel i do i love you bro but some of your i don't movies love me some vin stuff. diesel <laughs> yeah i love me some vin diesel but i don't love me some vin diesel <laughs> so uh, what about these these new cards that have been announced uh, recently? I know one looked super degenerate to me when I start thinking about what uh, Sean does with his secret action deck. But uh, <laughs> some new cards. Turn the Tide looked really cool. Um, Black Pip, choose an equal number of Autobots and Decepticons. For each of those Autobots, move one damage counter from it to the Decepticon that you haven't moved a counter to in this way. And I like the thing about Turn the Tide that I like is it doesn't say anything about enemy or uh, hero, like uh, ally or enemy. So you can move, you can move it however you want. So if if you've got Autobots and Decepticons, and they have Autobots and Decepticons, you can move damage around the board however you want to. So it's kind of interesting. So there's definitely plenty of room for unique play there, just an uncommon. But any that you guys saw that you were interested in. Well, well. Before we get off that one, real quick, doesn't that kind of feel reminiscent of? Um, oh my god, the other one that got banned that was oh, you know, press. Quote, press, yeah, well, because this one, unless there is another card that does the opposite, right? That does something for the other. Fa- well, there's two other factions now, right? But mm-hmm. unless there's something that does 
a Decepticon move, this would be like an auto-include in every Autobot deck, right? I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it is. It's, hey, I'd... move a whole bunch of damage from us to them. Well, well but if they're going, if they're playing all Autobots, then the card is useless. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. In an Autobot so, deck, though, it's it seems like an an auto include, and then you side out of it. You well, know, game two. Not really, because you know it depends. I mean, if you're gonna have, you know, a five wide Autobot deck, and they have a five wide Decepticon deck, then that card just became the strongest card in the game. Right. But if you've got you know, a mixed if you're team, running like where you've got yeah, if you're running Prime, uh, Flame War and some other card. I pick Optimus Prime's got a bunch of damage on him. Flame War's one away from dying. I pick an even Autobot. I pick an even number of Decepticons. Move one to Flame War. Kill her. Yeah. So yes. even regardless of what your team is, it could be all mercenaries. It's choose an equal number of Autobots. Doesn't say who's. Yes, and that's that's the deal. It's like, man, I would um. I would think that well, if they're going to ban cards because they unfairly uh, help out one faction over the other, this would probably fit right into that category. Right? But but I think you know, really looking at it, it doesn't it doesn't really you know. But what at most are you going to probably at on average going to get maybe two be able to move two damage counters? Uh, I mean, they're. I, uh, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm absolutely playing those. Uh, I play Rock Toss in one of my decks. I know that other, like that one damage, uh, there's that equipment that does like one damage across the board. Surprisingly enough, one damage is so clutch, way more often than statistically it should be, right? I mean, there's so many times where I'm like, that guy is one away, you know, one away. But but I think I think the problem is people are comparing it to press the advantage where press the advantage was a a, a guaranteed two damage to up to four damage you know two or four damage plus its pip scheme really just made it overpowered right. so you know I I think looking you know if we want to get back to the mathematics of stuff you know probably in the long run. The the average damage you're going to be able to move from that is probably two. So, you know, two, maybe three, you know, but and so press the advantage was always a better card in that respect. So, I mean, I I could probably see this card, you know, going into a lot of good, you know, a lot of decks and probably helping it out and everything. But I don't see it as, you know, and it could probably in one of some of those, you know, games. It's gonna, you know, be clutch, and it's gonna, go, oh, the the numbers are, are smiling on me right now. Yeah, or I mean, but, there's, you there's, know. there's so many. There's, I like that it's very versatile. Like, let's say, for instance, I don't know, uh, you've got a a Decepticon uh, Battlemaster that you wanted to KO and equip, and the opponent has a, an opposing Autobot. Or you have an Autobot that you want to move a damage to. You want to heal your character and, and KO somebody. So you don't even have to do anything to your opponent. You can just transfer damage, almost like a callous leadership or any other damage transferring. Hey, I want to self-KO my 
my uh, Raider Aimless or my Blowpipe and equip it. I'm healing one. I'm killing this guy who I wanted dead anyway. I'm equipping him. Now I'm going to attack, uh, yep. you know, in, in this way. So it's all kinds of things you could do. Um, Battle Masters for the win right there. Yeah. Right. So it's, you can you can move damage from your guys to theirs. You can move damage from their guys to another one of their guys. Yours, you can move it all around the board. So this is, I think it's really cool. I you also know, I, think it's cool. That's definitely not. I want to make sure that the people out there know that Brandon thinks that card is cool. Right. However, it, what you're saying great. is like worst case scenario, this dude's got six wide, like all uh, Autobot, like sports car patrol, like all those like little guys. And mm. then the other team has all purple Decepticons. Ah, oh, dang. I can move six damage from myself and, and ping each of these guys. For a single damage, right? That, that would be great, disgusting. It's a great card. I will use it in many decks, but it is just not nowhere near the power of Pressy Advance. Oh no! Because I, I, I've seen people compare, it, like you know, oh my god, this is you know so bad. It's like no, 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 no. no. If you had a, if Press it would, had a green and yeah, no, it's like Press had a had a had a green with orange pip, so you you wanted to have it. Uh, they didn't do anything to not incentivize Autobots from running that. This this yes. is a good card that is very situational. Mm-hmm. Press the cool advantage was have, a great yeah. card. Yeah, press was a great card and became an even greater card in a very common situation. Yeah, I don't. Well, hold on. I I mean, we'd have to define situational here. Situational oh. seems like oh. they're playing Decepticons. That's the situation, right? Because Right there, it's a heal one, one point of damage card. It That's what, at the bare minimum. If they're playing Decepticons, that's what it says. It says heal one from your Autobot and deal one point of damage to that Decepticon, mm-hmm. which there are other cards that do exactly that. And then it only goes up from there, right? So I'll, I'll ask this question here. If you're playing a three-wide Autobot and they're playing a three-wide Decepticon, which would you rather have three of? Three of those or three press the advantages? I'd oh, rather right. have three press the advantages. Yeah, three that's press, not, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's saying that this card yeah. is as good as press the advantages. Oh, yeah. I'm, right. Oh, I've, saying, I've seen that. I've seen some people say that, that like, this is going to get banned no, as no, soon no. as the, you know it's released. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Come on, no, calm my, down, guys. My You'll only see... thing was like the... Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. No, my only thing was like with press the advantage, whatever the 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 opposite because it had a counter card and it wasn't anywhere near as effective. Bad attitude. In fact, bad attitude. It was garbage, right? Garbage. I like so, bad attitude though. I play it. So, <laughs> Compared to press, it's garbage. <laughs> so you know this one. My uh, my my thoughts are unless you know unless there's some type of. You know, something, a counterpoint to it, something to put on the other side of the scales drops out, then you're kind of just giving, you know, Autobots a, an extra, some love. Now, maybe there's something out there for Decepticons that's just that much better. I don't know. But right. we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I think this is a card that you'll see people, like, taking, like, little snapshots with their phone and be like, or somebody like thinking of a a crazy way just like some of the stuff we just talked about and this isn't the uh this podcast is not all about this one card but it's to me one of the more interesting ones that they they talked about but it's like 
hey, this is what the board state was. I pulled one of these, and <laughs> this is what occurred. It's it's not like, I mean, nobody's going to take a, a board state at press advantage. Like, oh, I pulled press, and I put it, I played it, and then I did what it said. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> the, the, the coolest press could be would be, like, brainstorm, press, press, when right. it was out. Like, two of them, or whatever. Maybe playing all three of them. Uh, but this, you know, there's, there's a combination of situations where if you get it in your hand, and this is what the, the team comp looks like, and you're thinking about it this way, you could, you could do some real cool things like KO somebody that, uh, you didn't want to waste an attack into. Um, like I said, get a battle master equipped on, on the same turn where normally you would have to wait for somebody to kill it. Uh, and then equip it, and so you're getting the benefit of equipping right on the same turn when you have the initiative. So a lot of cool things with this. I'm with it. I agree. That, it'll that's be some, sweet, and I can't. It'll wait be to cool. It. It'll be cool to see some decks built around that. Plus, you know, like you say, you're doing it yourself. You got you know an ape face, and you can, you know make sure you get damage over to ape face there to you know get him powered up. So. Yeah, you could even you could even suicide a little bit, right? Like take like heal one of their Autobots that, that like one of their battle masters that they want dead or something like that. It, depending on how you're strategizing, and if you want to damage up Ape Face real quick to get a big swing, I mean, I'm not saying that's yeah. an optimal strategy, but it could definitely happen. But options are there. Yeah. That's a versatile card is what makes a card good, right? Yeah. Uh, what about that secret action uh, mess, Sean? The the spy master's ruse, yeah that that card really made me uh, really excited. I can't wait to use those now. Now you see, this, I was actually thinking about this while we were talking earlier about you know statistics, you know the 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 minimum to you know deck, and this is something that six cards in my deck and. This card is going to take six cards out of my deck. Theoretically, it could. You're, you know, you're because saying because it fulfills what they do. You know, you play the Spy Master's Rune Ruse, and while that is down, any you know, whenever you play that, you play a secret action, and then while the Spy Master's Ruse is in play, the secret action is in play until you decide to reveal it. If you ever decide to reveal it, right. For 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 a guy like me with you know my secret action deck, you know that you could attest to Cam Ugh, that that's awful. You know, you know if you know being able for me to be able to have one or even two permanent you know secret actions out there that is completely situational that is there for an absolute reason like heroic resolve or backfire. You know, there's. So many times I've had heroic resolve down, and you know someone didn't you know go into Optimus to kill him, so it was wasted. But now, if that was just permanently there, I can use it whenever. It's so good. Ooh. Wow. And, there's, and then there's plus, not. Go ahead. Sorry. And there's also you know like Night Tracer, uh, you know that they have those bonuses down while you have secret actions down. So, you know, that would be a permanent, that would basically be a permanent for them. And, you know, as we were talking earlier, kind of goes into that minimum that it takes out from my deck. So, you know, it, 
you know, over time, the, 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 I guess it would be if we want to talk that statistic, statistic odds over time with that deck, the odds get better and better of getting what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, having, having a 46 card deck. I was isn't about to say, you'd be running, running 40 cards, you'd be a lot better, right? At that point, yeah. running for, yeah. running 40 cards, the argument is clear. <laughs> right. But, well, you know, but then, you know, having those six hazard cards, now I can truly, truly control how, you know, how things, you know, make sure things go in, you know, my favor in every attack and every defense. That card. That card is so good because what yeah. what takes out actions? Like there's not a whole bunch that just blow up actions, right? That I'm none, of. not none that like come out only when they're played. Right. So like, unless there's a jam signals, a card, if you played it at the right time, or uh, infiltrate, and then espionage. Those are like the three that come to mind that that stop them. But you'd have to you'd have to really play in, it at the right time. Yeah, once they're in play, there's no way to get your opponent to get rid of them unless there's something coming out. I think you know that has revealed, or I think there's something, something in the up secret actions. But I'm well, not. well, I mean, yeah, I mean, so what would have to happen is you would play. Master Bruise isn't a secret action though; it's just an action, right? But to to shut down, like if you wanted to shut down a jam signals, then you would have to play an infiltrate. In in just the right way for like it, it basically wouldn't happen. But no, you to... could, if if you had a, an infiltrate with Spymaster's ruse on your turn and you played an action and then they played the jam signals to get rid of your action, you could then play the infiltrate to stop their jam signals. Right, as as long as you had Spymaster's ruse, but otherwise uh, it would yeah. just get scrapped by the the time that the other one. Would trigger and and on your turn. Right. So, so oh, I'm almost positive there's a card that's like just destroy target secret action. But I would have to. I can't. Not that I'm. I know there's cipher. There's decipher that will give you that you have to do one point to each bot for each secret action you have down. Which yeah, but um. Other than that, I don't know of any that just outright get rid of secret actions. Yeah, what's uh? But I haven't I haven't read all of the battle cards from this set yet either. What does swerve do, Sean? Like, uh, swerve allows you to flip a bot from uh, whenever you, a bot defends, mm. you can flip it from one mode to the, your other mode. Okay, that's what it was. It's a white pip, and that's how that's how I get in there with thun- with the uh, sky warp and Optimus using swerves to keep flipping them to get cards from my discard pile. Yeah, Brandon. Anything yeah. else uh, that that's been announced that you were you were looking at since the last time we spoke? No, I think we've gone for me. Uh, my brain has been kind of thinking about whether I should play 40 cards or not, but um, I think we've talked about all the goodies that I've I've liked so far, you know, out of this next set. I think there's only... I think I've read somewhere there's maybe one or two cards that haven't yet to be revealed, so, you know, 
who knows? All I know is Spymaster's Ruse was a great card for me, so that's definitely a a card I'm looking forward to in the set. I'm gonna put it out there right now. If, I think that Spymaster's Ruse might define the format like that. It just there's so much, right? It's gonna change, I think, how people play decks, right? <laughs> because if you're, you know, sitting on sitting on the cards and um you know, you can just have those cards out there indefinitely until you choose to use them. You know, overheat becomes ridiculous, right? Um, all, all of that stuff, you know, all of these cards get a new life. So, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, we should uh, we should try to get a game in this week, uh, maybe uh, play a couple amongst each other and then uh, throw it up on YouTube for the people. Um I know everybody's been doing that lately, but if you guys have time, I've I've got time. I'll try out my uh, my updated Fire Cons deck. Absolutely, um, I'll peer pressure. I'll peer pressure the squad into playing some games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I got my return to work is Friday, so I'm good. I'm good for tomorrow or Thursday night playing. Okay, I've got a uh, a, a Sentinels healing deck that. Looks to be uh, pretty stupid. Hmm. See one card till I can till I can trade for it. <laughs> well, hey guys, that's all we've got for the Double Pipcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being on. And uh, you know, stay safe out there. And we will be back real soon. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs>